Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 216. You've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we're going to try to focus our attention on movement, uh, both into and out of position. Uh, I got to do a couple blocks at PSTG Summit uh, back at the end of March. Uh, one of them was with uh, was it Tanfo Timmy and Lane Grease, um, both pretty big guys. Um, if you've seen Tanfo Timmy, uh, I know, just look up Tanfo Timmy on Instagram. <laughs> um, Tim is, he's, he's big. Watching him move fast is like watching an elephant in a Disney movie move gracefully. Yeah. Because um, he does it, he gets it done. Um, so the techniques coming from this um, work really well um, and were proven um, to work pretty well. And then uh, also some movement stuff with the guy, uh, My Own Defender. It's his handle on Instagram. It's Fabio something. Yeah. And uh, Andreas Youngoplitz um, also did some blocks on movement and whatnot. Uh, the big thing, I guess, so the other thing with this, uh, some of this movement stuff is very competition derived. Uh, it's what you have to do to win win matches at the major level um, because you're trying to save tenths of a second. Yeah. Um, on the <clears throat> tactical side, doing good movement gives you an advantage because you're coming into positions with the gun up, ready to go. So if you're going into a room, you're going into a hallway, um, et cetera, the gun's already where it needs to be. Um, there's kind of an overlap. Um, imagine a Venn diagram of very static and full competition uh, where those two circles kind of meet I think is the happy place for, for tactical, for, tactical yeah. um, for defensive firearms users be that law enforcement be that you know civilians concealed carry permit holders responsible armed citizens um, however you want to call that these yeah. days uh, so we're going to try to focus most of our attention um, in that overlap um, because that's really where it's applicable and kind of where like my skill set falls and where Chris's skill set falls. Yeah. Because um, I am not a USPSA GM. I don't go shoot matches and try to work on the the super fine details of saving tenths of a second and whatnot. Um, yeah. So that, that's having, the intro. Yeah. And having said that, um, you know, the reality check is that if you leave a tenth here and a tenth there in a match, there's there are a whole lot of high level USPSA matches that are lost by a second. Yeah. Um, we were just talking to a guy yesterday. Um, his kids shoot uh, steel, and um, the the second place was right at a second off of four runs for four stages. Yeah. So that's that's breaking. That's a sixteenth of a second per stage or per run was enough to to put that you know, to put his yeah. kid in second place. Um, and 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 like all Ohio champion, maybe national champion, or second place. So, I mean, and so you talk about stuff like that, and we talk about the, those, those tenths, those hundreds, when you're at a USPSA um, GM level, major matches, stuff like that. Like I said, you know, the top five shooters could easily be within two seconds, three seconds total, not like all stacked in that, in that yeah. you know, that couple seconds. And so movement becomes super, super critical. Um, when you translate that, and, and maybe the exact techniques may not translate to the tactical environment, but if your hard skills are squared away, the movement aspect of things means the bad guy hopefully has less time on you standing still 
Um, and and may mean that as you come into a position, you're ready to engage the bad guy a little more quickly or whatever the case may be, however that breaks down. But having said that, how long does it take a bullet to travel 30 feet? Not very long. Probably less than a tenth of a second. So, you know, when you start starting to try, talk about trying to gain efficiencies, there's a conversation around that. The differential might be use of terrain, use of cover, use of concealment, use of the battlefield specifically, and how you utilize it might be different in a tactical environment than it is in a in a in a yeah, game in a, environment. In a competition environment, you know, you're not you're using ports and doors and things are there to obscure your vision. Yeah. Um, nobody's using them for cover. Nobody's pying corners. Yep. Uh, nobody's you know entering a room and immediately going to a hard corner. Yeah, if you're if you uh, are like pying corners, yeah, if you're pying corners in a USPSA match, you're in last place. Yeah. Well, or you didn't do a walkthrough. Second or third to last place, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I and again, I don't and I don't have a problem if you show up and do a USPSA match and you want to work corners like that because that's 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 your world. That's totally cool. Just don't expect to win. Um, and same thing with IDPA. Same kind of conversation. You know, I used to do IDPA back in the day, and I and I wasn't was if I came in in the middle of the pack, I was super happy because I moved more intentionally with a purpose for a reason and i had i can't tell you how many times i had guys say but you can like stick your whole, half of your torso can be exposed and it's like no I, that's cool thank you but no um so you know bear those things in mind if you're using the match as a training environment that's cool just understand that you know and you yeah. might also you may find that it behooves you down the road to try and run the match fast like the fast guys do because that may be more important at some point yeah, it's so definitely the match board. Yeah, it's definitely important mm -hmm. to be able to go fast. Yep. Um, because on the competition side, you're going fast. You're forcing yourself to execute all the other hard skills for shooting fast. Exactly. So grip, trigger, um, vision, like all that stuff needs to work fast, and it needs to work fast in the background. Yeah. Or otherwise, if and if that stuff can't work really fast in the background, and you got to be able to put rounds where they need to go on demand yeah and if that isn't there then the movement stuff really yeah, doesn't almost matter. subconsciously i mean or at some point yeah. and 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 if you're if you're using your tactical movement as a crutch to explain why you're getting your ass kicked in uspsa stop if you're using your tactical movement as an excuse to why you're getting your ass kicked in an idpa match stop um be honest with yourself why are you doing it you know and if you're doing it okay cool if you're doing it because it's honest and that's what you want to do that's fine but if you use that, well, and, and that'll get you killed in the streets. Oh, shut up. Just go shoot the damn match and go fast. You might find you learn something by going fast. And it might be your weaknesses. That's cool, too. Uh, you know, you're going to learn more from your failures than you are from your successes. So, movement. Yeah. So, yeah. movement, uh, movement in general, we can break down into three different types of movement. Um, we have short movements, which are, say, one, two, three steps. Mm -hmm. We have medium movements, which are four to six, seven, eight steps. Mm -hmm. And then we have longer movements, um, which is, let's say, beyond 10 steps. Yeah. Uh, so the speed at which you're trying to reach and move um, for the movements is very different. Yes. Um, with a short movement, we don't really want to speed up. We're immediately, like, by the time we've pushed off for the first step, we're already slowing down. Yeah. Uh, let me repeat that. Yeah. Um, for a short movement, by the time you've pushed off, for the first step, um, you're already slowing down um, because we don't, We as soon as, with any of the movement, our priority is being stable in the position we're ending up in um, and kind of we're using the brakes 
to be able to put the gun where we want it. Yeah. Um, you know, from a car analogy, this is trail braking. Um, it's all about using the brakes um, to go fast in a car because uh-huh. uh, that sets you up to where you need to turn. Um, and we're kind of doing the same thing, you know, with the shooting stuff in the movement. Uh, so with the, again, a short movement, um, you know, two, two big steps, maybe, you know, yeah. to go, to go three, um, doing a, like a crossover, uh, if you're moving laterally, um, works pretty good. Um, uh, we can all do the, the shuffle off the Buffalo thing. Yeah. Um, uh, if you can't find a nice grassy thing and learn how to do it. Uh, crossing over your feet, I don't think will get you killed in the streets. Yeah, uh, if, if you're a total clutch and you trip over your own feet every time you get up to walk, then yeah, don't cross your feet. But otherwise, do, do what you can do. Yeah. Do what's uh, natural. Do what feels natural. Don't, yeah. don't reinvent the wheel. You know, if I've got to gotta take two steps forward, I'm just going to take two steps forward. Yeah. Um, same with the diagonal, whatever. Uh, but yeah, we want to be able to, to end up exactly where we want to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so if we're coming into to a port, to a door, or whatever, you know, the idea is that we can come into that. You know, the guns up is just below our vision line, um, or at our vision line. You know, if we have the target already identified, yeah. uh, be able to s- effectively, you know, see through the barrier to where we think the target will be, yeah, um, and already being aimed in, you know, at that spot. So that as we come across the barrier, um, you know, the guns already there, our eyes already there. Uh, so we can shoot as soon as we have a valid target to yep. engage. Um, that's kind of the, the way the short movement works. Yeah. Um, big thing is, you know, the guns the gun stays up in a short movement. Yeah. Um, we keep two hands, you know, on the gun in a short movement. Uh, we're not trying to reload in a short movement because there isn't enough time. Yeah. You know, this is two, three tenths of a second because uh, we're only taking a couple steps. We're taking the steps quick. Yeah. Uh, but we're only taking a couple steps. Yeah, and it's one of those things that when you do it right, it doesn't. It's one of those things that looks very relaxed. It doesn't look like you're putting a lot of effort into it. You're not seeing weight transfer dropping. You're not seeing a lot of knees bending. You're not seeing a lot of hips pivoting, turning the direction you're going to move. That kind of stuff. You're just simply taking a couple steps quickly, um, you know, to get into the next position. And and everything else looks pretty much the same from the waist up, in my opinion. The guns up. You're moving. You're ready yeah. to go. You're downrange. You're looking for that small spot on the target. So as soon as you see it. And you can paint it with your, you know, with your dot, or you can paint it looking through the sights and do your thing, um, depending on the distance of the target and things of that nature. But you're not coming down, you're not dropping the gun, you're not going to Sewell, you're not going to high ready, you're not, you're, you're literally the gun's up, you're ready to shoot. You could shoot through the barricade, you know, at any given time if you needed to, wanted to, whatever, kind of thing. But it's just that quick couple steps to the next position slash target or visit place of visibility. Yeah. If yeah. if what you're doing. <laughs> for a short movement looks like it belongs in the Michael Bay movie you're doing it wrong yeah well and and that but the next movement comes now we start talking about a little bit different conversation so you know yeah absolutely if this is some athletic explosive I'm dropping my body weight and pushing off that hind foot no that's not what this is or there's a bunch of exaggerated you know gun handling and gun movement for the short movement gun kata Um, yeah you're doing it wrong Hmm. Uh, this is well. You're wasting. You're wasting movement. You're not being efficient. And yeah. again, that's what we're chasing. Whether we're whether it's USPSA or whether it's a fight, we want to be efficient. We want the gun up, ready to go, to engage as quickly as I can. I'm ready to engage either way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't I can't stress enough that this sub three step, two to three step at the most movement 
Um, it, be relaxed. Literally just take the steps. And, and it, this is like anything else. The efficiency comes is going to come from a lot of repetition, a lot of doing this over and over and over again. And, and this, this, is a, this is a fundamental heart skill. Moving your body is a fundamental heart skill. So doing this lots and lots and lots of times, doing this where you're maybe set up a cup, you have if you're live fire, you have access to a live fire, put a couple barrels up, um, or not even put a couple barrels up, but put a, put a couple barrels up, start on one side of them, you know, make two shots and then take two steps and get around the barrel and get up and ready to go. Practice being back far enough off of cover concealment, whatever's in the way that you're not smacking your gun into it, that you don't have to come tuck and do different things like that and go on. You shouldn't yeah. be crowding cover anyway in most cases. Um, you know, the situation will dictate that, but in general. So, you know, these are, th this is a really easy thing to practice. Uh, the other thing might be um, a, uh, a stake that you would attach a target to, like your furnace strips, your two by twos, your one by yeah. twos. Uh, they're generally eight feet long. That's probably your three steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, you, if it's a six foot for range use, five foot for range use, that's probably your two step. Um, you know, something like that. And, and, even, and even just starting out, what was the drill we did where you put the stick down and you step over it? Oh, um, bar hop. Yeah. So yeah. Even bar hop is your first couple steps uh, and, and getting into a mentality of just stepping over the damn bar and shooting the gun, not trying to make it some kind of kata or some kind of I'm um, getting ready to steal second base kind of stuff because it's not yeah. you know efficient, quick, dirty. So um, next. So medium movement, um, we're going four to six, seven, eight steps, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, about five yards under a sprint yeah well under a sprint yeah um, with this you know trying to take two three big steps yeah. and then getting on the brakes yeah uh, again the priority is getting into the next position ready to go yeah um, we're probably not keeping the gun mounted mm -hmm. or you know fully you know out on target because um, we do want to start to use the arms a little bit to drive with, um, but we are generally going to keep two hands on the pistol um, so that we don't have to reestablish our grip because yeah. um, we're not going so far that having, you know, being able to really drive with the arms is going to make as much a difference as it is trying to reestablish a really good grip on the gun. Okay. Um, yeah, the big thing, you know, really driving hard with that initial step to get the weight transfer going. Mm -hmm. Um, moving, you know, aggressively. A lot of this too, like these are all, you know, aggressive movement. Um, trying to get after it, trying to you know really drive, push with the quads. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. You're also it back in practice. That, this is where you start dropping body weight. It's where you start bending yep. your knees, dropping body weight, pushing off your hind foot or your, you know, whatever whatever foot is the opposite of the direction you want to go, kind of thing. And if it's lateral. Yeah, so when we do the lateral stuff, um, ideally when we come into position, we're already coming in with knees kind of flexed yep. a little bit bent yeah. um, because we want to do that on the entry into the position so that we don't have to do it again on the exit. Yeah. Um, you know, ideally that, that good shooting position, you know, we're feet a little bit more than shoulder width apart, knees bent a little bit, mm -hmm. um, so I can just shift my shoulders and then go um, you're really driving if it's a lateral movement we're really driving more actually off the front foot okay um, and then crossing over with the back one um, and that's worth three four tenths of a second okay 
Um, we did this, one of the blocks with Fabio kind of consistently and doing that crossover move really made a big difference. Okay. Um, Cause if we're dropping our weight to the rear, now we're actually shifting our upper body um, away from the direction of travel. Um, it's almost like we're winding up to go instead of just going. Yeah. Um, and we want to be able to just go. Yeah. So doing the crossover, I can drive. Okay. And I'm gone. Okay. Yeah. If I if I cut off there, I actually just kind of did it. You just did it. it this um, is a that, this is a podcast. This is not visual. Sorry, yeah. you just missed it. It was pretty athletic though. You look good. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Doing that crossover for a lateral movement um, makes a difference. Um, again, something to practice. You know, in the backyard or at the park um, without the gun. Yeah. But trying to you know figure out how to do you know, explosive movement out of the position is important. Yeah. And then depending on your size, um, like I've got long legs, um, I generally overshoot my breaking point. Yep. Um, Cause I'm like, oh, I want to get up to full speed. And then it's like, oh, oh there, shoot. there it was. I wanted to stop yeah. there. Yeah, that brake marker that that's like three <laughs> steps behind me. Uh, um, and then it's really hard to come into position under control. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if, if anything, like start start slowing down too soon yeah. um, initially and then kind of refine what your brakes, what your brake marker needs to be, uh, because a lot easier to do that than to constantly overshoot it um, and get used to overshooting it. Um, yeah, and then again, priority being to come in <coughs> to the position, you know, says we're we're starting to use the brakes, you know, we're putting whatever the, would be our back foot um, in our shooting stance. As that comes in, you know, really driving kind of with the heel, yeah. with the quad to slow down. Um, you know, at that point, the gun's already coming up, um, arms extended, you know, grip reestablished. We're picking that small spot on the target. So as soon as the front foot's down, um, we can start shooting. So point of understanding on this um, I'm gonna throw out a couple different like visual recognizing this is not a visual medium um, so I'm gonna paint a picture for you with words um, starting off this is the first three steps of stealing a base if it's lateral movement yeah it's the, that kind of, it's the yeah. first three steps now it's no more than that but it's the first three steps here's where it gets different it's not sliding into second or sliding into third um, because you're hitting that bag hard and bouncing off the bag sliding in a ball game if you're talking about shooting you're going to be more efficient and faster overall to come into the position under control settle into the position with alacrity we're moving quickly we're moving athletically but maybe not explosively trying to stop so this isn't like run four five six seven steps jump up in the air like you're skiing and unweight your skis and yeah. kick your edges in to stop it's not that it's taken two or three or four explosive steps and then, and then all, I don't want to use the term duck walk, but it's almost like that, that bent knee deceleration into a strong position. And so we, you talked about one of the things with this piece of movement. If it's in a match, watch somebody come into the last position if they only have to shoot two shots. They'll come in totally different than if they come into the last position have to shoot four or five. Watch somebody come into an intermediate position in a match where they have to move to the next position. If they're good, they'll come in very differently so that maybe they're shooting as they're getting into position if it's a close enough target, if the situation allows that, but they're also ready to move as they're firing the last round 
but they're not falling through the position off balance, feet too close together, yep. on one foot, or any kind of BS like that. They're in that good shooting stance because they decelerated into it with control, aggressively, but with control. But they're not sliding everywhere and doing all kind of crap like that. And mea culpa, I'm guilty of that. Like when we do go stop and stuff like that, you know, it's like you get into some of those longer positions, you kind of slide into them. We're doing them on gravel. So that's that's hard yeah. to some extent to get up to speed, especially, at, you know, at my svelte 235 pounds to get the speed on gravel to any extent, which is not a lot of speed because <laughs> it's me, but you still got to stop it. And so this is about control. This is not about sliding the second as you get to that position. That's critical, I think, because I watch guys as they're first starting out. Like you said, they're missing yeah. the brake marker. They're hitting the brakes way too late, and it puts them in a horrible position, especially if they need to move again. <coughs> or if they've got to shoot more than a quick double on something close, yeah. they're struggling at that point. And yeah. doing makeup shots and stupid shit and misses. Yeah, I think the better, you know, if you're looking for athletic references for footwork, um, this is your point guard coming off the pick and roll and needs to, you know, expecting the pass so he can take the jump shot. Okay. Um, yeah, I never played bouncy ball. Okay. So, yeah. But I get, but somebody else may have. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you're, the deceleration part is really important because mm -hmm. you need to be stable. Yep. And there's no sliding in basketball. Yep. Uh, at least it's really painful to slide yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so does that... I mean, I, I think, as far as we can describe it in words, yeah. that's the description I would give somebody. Um, this is one of those topics again. Is you know, if you're in the store and you and you want to talk about this, this these are these are conversations we enjoy. Um, the gun stuff doesn't change much. Um, this shouldn't either, but it doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, as so. far as that like tactical sweet spot, yep. I think always coming in, you know, like that intermediate position, yeah. you know, very controlled, ready to shoot, ready to do a longer string of fire than just, okay, I gotta hit this target before I fall out, fall out of bounds. Yeah. Kind and, of thing. And, and um, that's really important. And in the tactical world, that may be some manner of maybe slightly less than dynamic movement, but more than a slow search kind of thing, where you've gotta get yeah. to a piece of, nobody's actually shooting at you at that moment, but that could change at any given time. And maybe your one piece of cover to another is that is that six, seven steps, being able to come into that piece of cover. now. If somebody's opening up on you with a PKM, I'm diving. Probably head first. Yep. Okay, cool. That's a different beast. Understand that. So we're not saying, you know, hey, decelerate and come into a perfect position while 7.62 by 54 are rounds are smacking all around you and snap. No. Okay, dive, run like hell. But in, in the interim, if you're not under direct fire, you're moving position to position, um, being in that position ready to react, you might have one of your teammates is moving next. And if you come in and if you dive in and you're not ready to recover and be on the target covering your sector, maybe you can't cover the next guy moving if the bad guy pops up. So be aware. That's kind of the I guess that's the analogy the I draw. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And then for longer movements, um, the the focus is now on getting the top speed. Yeah. Um, staying at top speed as long as we can get there, or as long as we can stay there. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, <clears throat> picking that deceleration point. You know four or five yards before uh, we need to be stopped yep. um, so that we can stop, you know, on a, basically we can end up landing on the three wire yeah. um, and hit where we need to be. Yeah. Uh, with the, the longer movements now, being able to drive with the arms in a full sprint is really important. Yep. Um, if we're moving laterally, you know, actually shifting the hips, pointing them in the direction we need to go, mm -hmm. sprinting in that direction, and then 
you know, on the deceleration, you know, doing the rotation back to be facing the target. Yeah. Uh, but the the focus here is on actually, you know, sprinting on moving. Uh, we're only going to run one hand on the gun um, in a tactical environment, um, non-competition environment. Um, there is no 180 rule. Yeah. So I'm going to keep the gun not pointed at anybody, and I'm going to sprint. Yeah. Uh, that means the gun's probably more in like a high port orientation, so I can drive with my arms. Yeah. Um, again, in a, in a tactical environment, I don't care about the 180 rule. Yeah. Uh, if you do this in a match, you'll probably get DQ'd. Yes. So be aware of that. Um, play by all the rules in the match or on yeah. your range. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, in a you know in a 360 or 720 degree world in which we live, because we have up and down as well, uh, being able to really drive with the arms is important. Yeah. Uh, and then once we start decelerating, that's where we're reestablishing our grip. Uh, again, we're finding that small point on the target and then coming to a stop, you know, with the gun up, ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this can be, I'd say anywhere from, you know, long movement, you know, 10, 10 12 steps to, you know, 50 yards, whatever yeah. you can sprint. Yeah. Uh, if we're getting into the point even, where we're... Even running hard. We're running. Yeah, even running um, hard. Let's say, it's, let's say it's 100, 150 yards, but you're still running hard. You yeah. can still be at a trot. You still have to pick. You've got to have four things. You've got to have your marker point to hit the brakes. You got to have the point you want to decel into that will be your shooting position, your final shooting position, and then you want to have the point immediately after that where your hands are coming together with a good grip on the gun, and and then as soon as, as you're thinking that thought is where you start looking for the small spot on the target. Those things are going to happen in in increasingly rapid succession, because once you pick your marker, it's all going to happen real quick. Yeah. So if you haven't practiced it, you're not going to get there. That is a fairly complex thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the reality check is too, if you, you know, you want to see where the gun's moving when you do this stuff, grab a blue gun or grab something with a laser on it, turn the laser on and run with it and see where the laser's going and stuff like that and understand why if you do it in a match, you're probably going to get DQ'd um, and be aware of that. And if that means you've got to do some kind of goofy, I'm pointing my gun down range as I run thing. To modify that that's cool whatever just don't get just don't get dq'd in the match yeah you know and go go faster suck less you know yeah yeah most matches too um you're just watching footage from guys on instagram not a lot of this uh, there's not a lot of if the if the stage is well designed they're going to set up the long movement so you're not going to break the 180 rule yep um you're also generally not moving more than say 10 yards at a time most of the bays aren't uh, that big because the bays aren't that big yeah you know, in the real world, you know, we start looking at, I need to sprint a hallway in a school because um, yeah. we're responding to an incident. Um, you know, something's going on at the Walmart <clears throat> and yeah. there's a civilian and I need to move the length of an aisle. You know, those aisles are really long. Yeah. Um, I want to <laughs> be wherever I need to go next. I want to get there right now. So I'm going to yeah. move very quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, the aisles in yeah. Target are really long too, but it doesn't matter anymore because nobody goes there. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I would have told you at, you know, Walmart to take cover behind Bud Light, but there isn't any. So you have to take cover behind Coors now. Or the massive stacks of Bud Light that nobody's buying. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, the movement stuff, um, figure it out. It is worth putting some time into. Um, if you're trying to make GM, there's a bunch of other things you're doing with your shoulders. Uh, we're not going to get into that and whatnot because on the tactical side, it might be relevant, maybe, yeah. um, but it's 
trying to do that over audio I think would be really really confusing sure um, yeah the big thing big takeaways you got short movements medium movements long movements if it's a short movement keep the gun up keep your grip together um, medium movement you know keep your grip together maybe bring the gun down a little bit yeah. um, enough to throw elbows as yeah. you're running without yeah. breaking 180 if you're on the right yeah, yeah. Um, be ready to go as you come into position and don't overshoot your break point and then for long movement, focus on getting where you gotta go. And yeah. then the decel part looks like the medium movement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and these, again, all athletic movements that you can practice, um, you know, and you can do it with, you know, finger guns, you can do it with blue guns, you know, if you don't wanna freak the neighbors Nerf out. Nerf guns. Nerf guns, whatever, don't care how you do it. But these are all things you can set up some cones or, you know, chalk mark your driveway or whatever and kind of do these things. Um, but they're athletic things, so you know we'll harp on fitness for three seconds. The better shape you are, the easier this is, the better it works. So do that. Um, go go lift weights, do squats, run, sprint. You know, be be move, be mobile. Yeah. Not sessile. So yeah. Um, yep. On that note, as we come across cool, interesting things, we try to get them post up to our social media. You can follow us along on Instagram at Cap City Outfitters Two. On Facebook, we are just Cap City Outfitters. On our website, CapCityOutfitters.com. Um, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, also on the website, you can sign up for an email newsletter that comes out on Fridays or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. We will add you to the newsletter list. And then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louie's Fusion Drill. Mm -hmm. uh, we are here Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5. And Saturdays 10 to 3, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys.